Greetings. This is actually part two of the Love of Christ Bible class in the book of Jeremiah. I don't know what happened, but I got knocked off the first part of this lesson. So I'll continue the lesson now, returning to the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 43. In chapter 43, we learn that Jeremiah has sought the will of the Lord and has determined through that conversation with God that the people that are planning to go down to Egypt should not. You remember in chapter 42, verse 19, do not go to Egypt. Be sure of this. I warn you today that you make a fatal mistake. Well, in chapter 43, when Jeremiah finished telling the people all the words of the Lord, everything the Lord has sent him to say, the response of those in leadership was, you are lying. The Lord our God has not sent you to say you must not go to Egypt to settle there, but Baruch, the son of Neriah, is enticing you against us to hand us over to the Babylonians if we stay here in Judah. So, if that happens, they will kill us or will carry us off into exile. Well, Jeremiah had had enough of this, and he witnessed in verse 6, as the leaders led away all the men, women, and children, and the king's daughters, who the Babylonian commander of the imperial guard had left with Gedaliah, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch. And eventually they entered Egypt in disobedience to the Lord, and went as far as Tahafanes. In Tahafanes, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Again, an object lesson. While the Jews are watching, Jeremiah was to take some large stones and bury them in clay in the brick pavement at the entrance to Pharaoh's palace. And after doing that, he was to say to the people in verse 10, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he will set his throne over these stones I've buried at this place. He will spread his royal canopy over them, and he will come and attack Egypt, bringing death to those destined to death, captivity to those destined to captivity, and the sword to those destined to the sword. That is, he will lay siege to this city, the sword followed by famine, pestilence, and death, and then eventually exile. And in verse 13, there in the temple of the sun in Egypt, where they are currently, he will demolish the sacred pillars and will burn down the temples of the gods of Egypt. Well, with this action, Jeremiah revealed God's will to the people in Egypt. And a word came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews who decided that they were safer living in lower Egypt. The word in verse 2 of chapter 44, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. You saw the disaster, the great disaster I brought upon Jerusalem, which now lies in ruins. Today they lie deserted and in ruins because of the evil they have done. They provoked me to anger by burning incense and by worshiping other gods that neither they nor you nor their fathers 
ever knew. Again and again, he reminds them in verse 4, I sent your, or my servants, the prophets, who said, do not do this detestable thing that I hate. But they did not listen or pay attention. They did not turn from their wickedness or stop burning incense to other gods. Therefore, my fierce anger was poured out. It raged against the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem and made them the desolate ruins that they are today. Now we fast forward to verse 11. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, I am determined to bring disaster on you and to destroy all of Judah. And I will take away the remnant of Judah who were determined to go to Egypt to settle there as well. They will all perish in Egypt. They will fall by the sword or die from famine. From the least to the greatest, they will die by the sword or famine. They will become an object of cursing and horror, of condemnation and reproach. Why? Well, because of the continuation of idolic practices as they arrive and settle in Egypt. In verse 22 of chapter 44, when the Lord could no longer endure your wicked actions and the detestable things you did, your land became an object of cursing and a desolate waste without inhabitants. That's the land of Judah that he's referring to as it is today. Because, in verse 23, you have burned incense and have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed him or followed his laws or decrees or his stipulations. This disaster has come upon you, as you can now see. You've all experienced it. Then Jeremiah said, in verse 24, to all the people, including the women, hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah in Egypt. This is what the Lord Almighty the God of Israel says, You and your wives have shown by your actions what you promised when you said, We will certainly carry out the vows we made to burn incense and pour out drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven, a female deity that was worshipped in particular by these men and women from Judah. Go ahead then, in the middle of verse 25. Do what you promised. Keep your vows, but hear the word of the Lord. All Jews living in Egypt. I swear by my great name, says the Lord, that no one from Judah living anywhere in Egypt will ever again invoke my name or swear by my name, saying, as surely as the sovereign Lord lives. For I am watching over them for harm, not for good. The Jews in Egypt will perish by the sword and famine until they too are all destroyed. And those who escape the sword and return to the land of Judah from Egypt will be very few. Then the whole remnant of Judah who came to live in Egypt will know whose word will stand mine or theirs. And this will be the sign to you that I will punish you in this place, declares the Lord, so that you will know that my threats of harm against you will surely stand. This is what the Lord says. You don't realize it now, but in verse 30, I am going to hand Pharaoh Hophra, the king of Egypt, over to his enemies, the Babylonians, who seek his life, just as I handed Zedekiah, the king of Judah, over to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, the enemy who was seeking 
his life. Now, chapter 45, very brief, a few verses, really five in number, represents another prophetic flashback. And this flashback takes us back to the year 605 BC, when the Babylonians first appeared in Judah and would, as a result of that appearance, take the prophet Daniel into captivity. So remembering that moment, the prophet reminds those in Egypt. This is what Jeremiah the prophet told Baruch, the son of Neriah, in the 40th year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah the king of Judah, 605 B.C., after Baruch had written on a scroll the words Jeremiah was then dictating. He said in verse 3, Woe to me! The Lord has added sorrow to my pain. I am worn out with groaning, and I find no rest. And the Lord said, say this to him. This is what the Lord says. I will overthrow what I have built and uproot what I have planted throughout the land. Should you then seek great things for yourself? Seek them not. For I will bring disaster on all people, declares the Lord. But wherever you go, I will let you escape with your life. Again, you've seen it before. It's going to happen again. And you've made the decision against the will of God to go down to Egypt to seek safety there. It will not be found. Now, the next series of chapters, and we'll move through them very quickly, are messages that the prophet is to deliver to nations round about Judah, who will pay a price for involving themselves with the Babylonians and the Babylonian desire to rule the ancient world. So, in summary, in chapter 46, verse 1, this is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the nations, and they will then be ruled out before us. First, concerning Egypt. In verse 2, this is the message against the army of Pharaoh Necho, the king of Egypt, which was defeated at Carchemish on the Euphrates River by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, when he was king of Judah. In verse 7, who is this, God says, that rises like the Nile, like rivers of surging waters? Egypt rises like the Nile, like rivers of surging waters. She says, I will rise and cover the earth, and I will destroy cities and their peoples. Charge, O horses, drive furiously, O charioteers. March on, O warriors, men of Cush and Put, who carry shields, men of Leda, who draw the bow. But in verse 13, this is the message the Lord spoke to Jeremiah the prophet about the coming of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, to attack Egypt. Remember, when the Babylonians laid siege to Jerusalem, they temporarily withdrew their forces, right, to go and attack Egyptians who were coming from the south to soundly defeat them. In verse 14, announce this in Egypt and proclaim it in Migdal. Proclaim it also in Memphis and in Tafanes. Take your positions and get ready. For the sword devours those around you. Why will your warriors be laid low? They cannot stand. 
for the Lord will push them down. So Egypt, thinking that they can stand up against the Babylonians, realize that their fate is sealed. In chapter 47, a message about the Philistines. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh came northward to attack Gaza. And this is what the Lord says. See how the waters are rising in the north, Babylon. They will become an overflowing torment. They will overflow the land and everything in it, the towns and all those who live in them. The people will cry out. All who dwell in the land will wail at the sound of the hooves of galloping steeds, at the noise of enemy chariots and the rumble of their wheels. And fathers will not turn to help their children. Their hands will hang limp. In verse 4, For the day has come to destroy all the Philistines and to cut off all survivors who could help Tyre and Sidon. In chapter 48, a prophecy concerning Moab to the east of Israel across the Jordan River. In verse 2, Moab will be praised no more, and Heshbaan men will plot her downfall. Come, they will say, let us put an end to that nation. You too, O madmen, will be silenced. The sword will pursue you. In chapter 49, a message against Ammon. Ammon is a collective way of describing all of the nation-states that are existent on the eastern side of the Jordan River. In that same chapter, we have, in verse 7, a message about Edom. Edom, an ancient land founded by Esau at the southeastern corner of the Dead Sea area. And then in verse 23, a message about the destruction of Damascus. And in chapter 49, in verses 28 and following, a message about Kedar and Hatzor in northern Israel. They will be in the sights of the Babylonians as well. In verse 34, a message about Elam. Finally, we come to chapter 50. And in chapter 50, we have a message about Babylon. Babylon, this agent of destruction that God has in his employ, he has released the terrors of the Babylonians across the map of antiquity, certainly bringing them into Israel, destroying Jerusalem and her temple. But they're going to sweep down into Egypt as well. And so this is the word that the Lord spoke through Jeremiah the prophet concerning Babylon, chapter 50. And the land of the Babylonians, modern-day Iraq. Announce and proclaim among the nations. Lift up a banner and proclaim it. Keep nothing back, but say, Babylon. Even Babylon will be captured. Her gods, Baal, will be put to shame. Mardauk will be filled with terror. His, her images will be put to shame, and her idols will be filled with terror. The nation from the north will attack her and lay waste her land. No one will live in it. Both men and animals will flee away. In those days at that time, declares the Lord, the people of Israel and the people of Judah together will go in tears to seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion and turn their faces toward it. Zion is Jerusalem. 
they will come and bind themselves to the Lord because this word has been spoken through the Lord's prophet Jeremiah. It is an everlasting covenant that will not be forgotten. In verse 6, God says, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds had led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. So whoever found them devoured them. Their enemies said, We are not guilty, for they sinned against the Lord, their true pastor, the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Well, I say, the prophet Jeremiah, speaking in the name of the Lord, flee out of Babylon. You'll have opportunity to do so. Leave the land of the Babylonians and be like the goats that lead the flock of sheep to the promised land. For I will stir up and bring against Babylon an alliance of great nations from the land of the north. That land of the north will produce the Median and Persian Empire, modern-day Iran, who will sweep down out of the north and take out Babylon the year 539 B.C. In chapter 51, see verse 1, I will stir up the spirit of a destroyer against Babylon and the people of Laev Kamai. I will send foreigners to Babylon to winnow her and to devastate her land. They will oppose her on every side in the day of her disaster. Let not the archer string his bow, nor let him put on his armor. Do not spare her young men. Completely destroy her army. They will fall down slain in Babylon, fatally wounded in her streets. For Israel and Judah have not been forsaken by their God, the Lord Almighty, though their land is full of guilt before the Holy One of Israel. So again, flee from Babylon, verse 6. Run for your lives. Do not be destroyed because of her sins. And it's the time for the Lord's vengeance. He will pay her what she deserves. In verse 10, the Lord has vindicated us. So come, let us speak in Zion, in Jerusalem, what the Lord our God has done. And so the chapter continues. A rather long chapter, chapter 51, until we get finally to chapter 52 and the end of the book, the prophecy of Isaiah, which is a repetition of the historical fact that Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonians just as Jeremiah the prophet predicted. And so in verses 12 and following, on the 10th day of the fifth month, in the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, the commander of the imperial guard who served the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and he set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down. The whole Babylonian army under the commander of the imperial guard broke down all the walls around Jerusalem. The commander of the guard carried into exile even some of the poorest people and those who remained in the city along with the rest of the craftsmen and those who had gone over to the king of Babylon. He left behind only the poorest of the poor to work the land and the vineyards and the fields. Everything was destroyed. Bronze pillars broken, gates burned, walls breached, the city left in ruins. And next week, when we come together, we're going to take 
a few moments to look at the four chapters that make up Jeremiah's lamentation as he witnesses these horrific scenes of death and destruction. And that will bring us to an end of the Jeremiah portion of the Hebrew Bible. But that is for now in the second part of my lecture, all that this teacher has time to do. So I will remind you of what a great student you are, and thank you for listening, and look forward to teaching Lamentations next week. Good night, and God bless.